This is Pastor Lynn Rollins. I want to also uh, do a prayer for healing, for those that need healing in their bodies. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that need healing today. I pray for those that need emotional and mental and physical healing. I rebuke the devil and I speak the blood of Jesus Christ over their mind, body and spirit according to the word of God which belongs to the Lord. I thank the Lord right now that he is covering them and healing them from all sickness and disease. Matthew 8:17 says that Jesus bore our sicknesses and our infirmities. And we thank you. What that means in the name of Jesus is that I don't have to be sick. I don't have to be stressed and mentally ill. I don't have to accept and be sick. If I'm a child of God, I can believe God to be healed. Father, heal them now by the power of your name. The name of Jesus is the name above every name. The name of Jesus means the anointed one, Christ, the Savior, the Messiah. And so I speak your blood that you shed on Calvary's Hill over everyone listening to this prayer that needs healing in their mind against fear, against mental torment. Father God, heal them. I bind the devil in Jesus' name. They have a right mind. God said in his word in Timothy that we don't have a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. I speak a sound mind over them now in Jesus' name. I also speak for physical healing. If they are sick from the coronavirus or any other illness or plague or commality, any need in their body, they can lay their hand on their body and claim their body to be whole and be healed. I touch and agree in the name of Jesus. In the prayer of agreement, where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, there he is in the midst. Do miracles in the midst for your people and heal their bodies. And Father God, their spirits, let their spirits be strong and turn towards heaven. In Jesus' name I pray, a prayer of healing. Spirit, mind, and body. In Jesus' name I call you whole and you call yourself healed in Jesus name. If you don't feel it immediately every day you proclaim I am healed by Jesus stripes I am healed. I receive it and I speak to my body to be healed in Jesus name. That's how you pray and I agree in Jesus name. God bless you. Hello, this is Pastor Lynn Rollins, and this 
podcast recording is called Waiting on the Lord. Psalms 27, 13, 14, King James Version. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Men and women of God, we don't like to wait. Remember, your parents telling you that you have to stay home. You can't go with your friends. Everything in you was upset. You could imagine your friends partying and not thinking about you. And there you are stuck at home watching Good Time Rewinds on TV. The next day, your friend called you saying, everyone wondered where you were. Wow, we had a great time. Waiting without hope is hard, but we are not like those that have no hope and without God. Ephesians 2, 12-13 That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the word world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were fall off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. I don't know about you, but like the scripture says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Our destination is heaven, but we are citizens of heaven in earthly form, feeling at times far away from Jesus. Knowing our long-suffering Lord desires none to be lost, but that all come to saving faith in Christ Jesus. And once he, once he is, and you are secure in his hand, nothing can separate or take you out of his grip of grace. While you are waiting, you should be learning about this time of shut-in. What have you learned about God during this time for yourself? If you've lost family or friends during this time, waiting is increased with sorrow and pain. Some have lost jobs. I want to encourage you today. Grab the horns of the altar and don't let go. Don't let go of faith. Don't let go of hope. Don't let go of the anchor of your soul. You may have to cry sometimes, but let your cry be out to the Lord who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Stay in faith when everything around us is shaking and remind yourself to take one step at a time to walk by faith and not by sight. I have to hear the words coming out of my own mouth to build up my confidence. We are in Christ near to him because of the blood of Jesus, our salvation. We have claimed the covenant of promise that the Lord will never leave us. Waiting is obedience. Be still and know that I am God. See, we don't like being told what to do. It's because of our nature. We are stubborn and even rebellious because we come from a society that created microwaves so we could eat faster and cell phones so we don't have to wait to get home and relax to talk on the phone. Waiting is not an option in our fast-paced world. But when it comes to God, you and I will have to wait on the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Because I know what I'm saying is true. You can't rush God. You can't find the schedule of God to check his timetable. You have to wait 
on the Lord. He's not worried. He's not trying to get an answer from the White House. No, he is God all by himself. And you must learn to wait on him. Noah waited 40 days in art. Jonah waited in the belly of the well for three days. Moses waited 40 days. He wrote upon the tablet tablets, the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, the Lord will teach you to wait. When he feels withdrawn from us because of unbelief, and we wonder like his disciples asking, when shall he return again at the set time? Matthew, Mark, and Luke all recorded this question in their books. We will look at Matthew 24, 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? He answered them, But the answers told them what to watch for, because no one knows the day or the hour, only his Father in heaven. See, it's not about the time or hour, it's about being ready and found working for the kingdom. If you are working for the Lord, and do I dare say even after this Rona effect, if you aren't looking or if you haven't aren't seen the signs for yourself, you can say uh, very boldly, I was blind, but now I see and are repenting and waiting on the trumpet to sound. Yes, you should be waiting in expectation and determination to receive from the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We just got to keep our trust in the Lord. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. As the saints of God, we have need of courage. Considering the enemies we have to fight, the trials of our own hearts, the enemies often in our own house, and the worst of all, Satan, his principalities and powers. And please don't forget about the power-driven men of the world. We must be a good courage since God is for us. Christ is the captain of our salvation. The Holy Spirit that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Remember, angels encamp around us and we are provided with the whole armor of God covering us. Is there a word from the Lord? Yes, and it's the same. Trust in the Lord and faint not. Jesus will strengthen our hearts. The Lord will do it as he has promised to them that wait on him. Go to Isaiah 40, 30 and 31. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I wondered at this scripture in the past, wanting to know the entire reason by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, because it states that even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall. But many young people who felt like you can't tell me nothing with faces looking down at the next post, the next song being released are beginning to see the truth that sets them free. Amen. All things work together for the good. Trust in the Lord. Give him praise hallelujah hallelujah the lord almighty knows what it's like to wait how do i know go to mark 14 32 through 40 32 32 excuse me and 40 
32 says, And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. Amen. Yes, just 32. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. Just verse 32. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I pray. Once again, the most important event in the fight for mankind is happening in a garden. First with Adam and the second Adam, Jesus Christ. But glory to God, unlike man, Christ withstood the weight. Gethsemane means oil press. The torment of his will, the torment of his will was not for himself, but for you and me when he said, Not my will, Father, but your will be done. Thank you, Jesus, for being poured out for my salvation. There is no apple like in Adam's day hanging to seduce Eve. It is the waiting and the press for the father to get the fruit of mankind through the press of pain, suffering, and the sweet oil of the vine. For Jesus came to earth, left his seat by the great I am, walked as a man when he all the time was God, the Lord of our salvation, suffered at the hands of men, died, withstood the depths of hell and Satan, and rose again from the dead, parted the way for you and me to have eternal life by his own blood, canceling the sins of the world in his own body, providing salvation, even as he was despised of men, waiting to save you and me from our sins. Amen. That's why we anoint with oil. And it means the blessing of the presence of God. That's why we plead the blood of Jesus. Because the blood was poured out for our sins. Matthew eleven twenty-eight thirty, 28, 30. And they came to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I pray. Come unto me, all ye that, this is 28, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Why is this repeated in our scripture? To express the importance of this duty to just have patience and to encourage one another and to pray for one another as we see the groaning of the earth. I decree and declare and it is established in the name of the Lord our God. He is going to bring the turnaround. Many of his people prayed in tears for healing, cleansing. And it will happen at a rate that the hospitals are already seeing many exodus from them. That the media will have to report this is miraculous. We will appreciate our families and friends, our freedom and relationship with the truth. And none of us with this new change will ever be the same in Jesus name. If you have not given your life to Jesus, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent for my sins. I renounce Satan. I give you my life today. I am saved in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You are now a child of God. Now get in a Bible believing church. 
when the doors open up and many churches like ours, Blow the Trumpet Ministries, Aurora, Colorado, are right on Facebook. We, you can also go to blowthetrumpetministries.org and we're in Aurora, Colorado. You can get in a Bible-believing church online and when the doors open, be baptized and serve the Lord. Amen. God bless you. If you're led to give to the ministry, go to the website of Blow the Trumpet Ministries, Aurora, Colorado, and click on Giveify. Thank you for your prayers and support. This is Pastor Lynn Rollins. God bless you. Hello, this is Pastor Lynn Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. This message is called Increase Our Faith, Luke 17, 5-6. the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. So my first question to you, is it hard to have faith in God? Many ask this question. Some will say no. I believe I have faith that I am saved. Nobody can tell me that I'm not saved. And no one can take away my faith. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Amen. Then there are those like Thomas who only believed if it is in the natural realm and not in the unseen supernatural realm. Thomas was a believer when he walked with Jesus, when Jesus was on earth and he beheld the miracles and witnessed them with his eyes. But once the Lord was no longer visible, he struggled with his faith. John 14, four through six. And whether this is Jesus speaking and whether I go, ye go and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, how and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. See, Jesus declared, I am the way. Thomas, you've been following me all this time, and now you don't know who I am? I am the truth. Thomas, I am God and not a man that I would lie to you and the life, Thomas. My life will be poured out for you and all your sins will be forgiven because I live now and die and will die and will be resurrected. This is why the key to faith is that it's our responsibility to increase our faith. Do you hear me? It's not Jesus' responsibility. It's your responsibility to increase our your faith. We must reject any independence from him and to further increase faith, increase and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the answer. Jesus told the disciples, ye might say unto this, ye might say, you open your mouth and say it unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root. When you have faith, you speak what you believe. Like I said earlier, I'm saved. Nobody can tell me different. This is why the Lord, when he appeared before Thomas and the others, Jesus spoke directly to Thomas. 
Where do we find that? In John 20, 27. Then he said, talking about Jesus, to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Faithless. We're talking about increasing faith. All right? Jesus knew the heart of Thomas. He said to him, Here I am. I am the great I am. Here I am. And I'm standing here before you now. Don't be faithless. If you don't have a trusting relationship with God, yes, it can be hard to believe. Growing faith is like the grain of a mustard seed. It is so tiny. The little mustard seed is tiny. But first it needs to grow. It needs to be watered with the word of God. It needs to be cultivated in your heart by being cared for. Removing the weeds of the world. And apply belief in the content of changing our mind to change our belief hallelujah matthew 13 31 32 jesus told them the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field though it is the smallest of all seeds yet when it grows yet when it grows it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches So we hear Jesus saying here in that scripture, if you have faith, have kingdom faith. So we must continue to cultivate and nurture our faith. I love how the Lord uses rocks and seeds and things around us every day to describe how to be Christ-like. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He lets us know how to be Christ-like. Remember the wheat and tares growing together? All things grow. Is your faith growing? To walk on earth here as in the kingdom, we must do so in faith. The Lord told us to walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8. While you're going there, I always encourage people to have your Bible and follow along so you know what you're hearing is correct. It is the word of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 and 8. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that when we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, And willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So we must in this present time, amen. This is what the scripture is saying. Walk in this body so that it, it, that is why it is important to continue to speak faith to things in regards to our health and strength, our needs, so we can carry on. Stay calm and carry on. Amen. Let's look at a few things to be mindful of. Number two, be willing to start small. Jesus stated in the verse that the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds. Being the smallest, a person might think that is insignificant. Jesus himself, in his earthly form as a man and as God, came from a very small town, Nazareth, which made Nathaniel say, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? They felt like Nazareth 
Nazareth was insufficient. But here the Lord God, the Lord of the universe, the Son of God lived in Nazareth. That's in John 1, 4 and 6, 46. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most people have thought that being small is a sign of being insufficient. Almost everyone starts small. No matter how big your dreams are, it will start with baby steps and then will gain size. Jesus started with only 12 disciples and those men were ordinary men, common people. But those few men have started a movement and now billions of the world's population calls themselves Christians. We cannot measure the impact that a person can make based on their size is the impact they make when they not only are obedient to the Lord but no others are being reached amen Abraham believed God and he was told of the Lord that his seed would outnumber the stars Genesis 15 5 and 6 says and he brought him forth and said look now towards heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And um, verse 6, And he believed in the Lord. I say that again. He believed the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. So, so what I'm saying is, So belief brought the right standing before God. That is the righteousness. First we obey and have faith when we receive the reward because without faith it's impossible to please God amen God already knew that Abram would receive and would believe because he told him so shall so shall it will happen so shall thy seed be see faith is proof we believe number three focus on the goal this is big a believer must always focus with the end in mind. We must be always looking ahead toward the glory that God has promised to those who will walk by faith. No matter how small steps we are taking right now, if it is according to God's will for our life, we know we are on the right path toward the goal of our salvation. Eternity is home base in the Father's house. This is the goal for our lives, and this is where it's important about numbers. Uh, it's not about num uh, important about numbers in some situations. How many people go to our church or how many people go to this church? What it, where it is important is about how many souls will be attached to your witness for Christ. Hallelujah. Number four, live by faith. The word faith appears 336 times in the King James Version of the Bible. That's how important faith is for a believer, Jesus Christ. In the book of the prophet Habakkuk, it is mentioned that the just shall live by his faith. His faith. Once again, it's our responsibility. That's Habakkuk 2.4. 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 3. Now the Spirit speak it, speak it expressively that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So protect your faith. Don't leave your faith. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Don't. 
John 5.39 says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye shall have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. That's Matthew 13.31.32. To increase your faith, be responsible for your faith. Increase your time spent with Jesus. He, he will make your faith stronger and continue to make it grow up in truth of who he is and your testimony of him. And believer who are the just shall live by their faith. You can't live by my faith. Every believer has a measure of faith. That's Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly, as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Praise God and amen. Thank you for listening. This is Pastor Lynn Rollins, Blow the Trumpet Ministries. You can find us at blowthetrumpetministries.auroracolorado.org. Blow the Trumpet Ministries, auroracolorado.org. And you'll see myself and Pastor Kevin Rollins. We are the pastors of blow the trumpet ministries you can also go to facebook and search blow the trumpet ministries and we love you just know that today and we're in aurora colorado and if you want to be a blessing and give go to giveify and search for blow the trumpet ministries you'll see our icon with the man blowing the man the servant of god blowing the shofar that's us with blow the Trumpet Ministries. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.